In this episode, do I really need a camera in 2022 or will my phone do instead? Hmm. And also some more thoughts on the last episode, what does the future of photography look like? Hi and welcome to episode 141 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 27-ish minutes but still without the irrelevant details. It used to be 10 minutes. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Nope, no Google required for this one. First, here is the answery bit. If you want to fully explore the wonderful world of photography, you do need a camera, even in 2022. Yep, sure, you can get great photos with a phone, but buying a camera allows you to grow your photography without limits and fully embrace and enjoy the wonderful world of photography. Buy a camera and you open up a world of techniques, creative photo taking possibilities and of course the gear to help you. Now you don't get all this with a phone, in my humble opinion, you just don't. And if you don't agree that's fine. Having said that, if you're happy taking photos with your phone then that's fine. I just want you to know what you might be missing out on. That was my answer, here is the talky bit. Well, to start with, I answered this question in episode 5, way back in October 2020. Yeah, 2020, back in the very early days of my podcast, two years ago. And a lot's happened since then, especially in, in, in the UK. My answer back then was yes, you do need a camera in 2020. And that is my answer now, you do need a camera in 2022. Now, this does, of course, depend on a number of things, and that's what I'm going to go through now, okay? So, firstly, there is the experience of taking photos with a camera. I've said this before, and I will say this again. I love taking photos with my camera, be it my Canon 6D or my Olympus EM5. And I hate taking photos with my phone. Ergonomics, that's what I'm talking about. My Canon 6D is so well designed, it fits into my hands naturally. It just feels like it belongs there, which it does. It just feels right. And it's intuitive, and I love it. All the controls to hand and using the camera is instinctive and enjoyable and I can pretty much use my camera in the dark. I can change lenses when I've got my eyes shut or it's dark. It's, it's great. See, my Canon 6D, it's, just, it's a pleasing piece of kit to use. Now, my Olympus EM5 is also great to use, but it's not as good for me as the Canon 6D is, but that's, that's only because it's smaller and I haven't used it anywhere as near as much as I have used my Canon 6D but it is still a great camera to use. Brace yourselves, Apple. And then there is my iPhone. As wonderful as it is, I hate taking photos with it. Apple are, in my opinion, far too obsessed with how things look. Now, I'm not saying they are anything other than wonderful bits of kit, because they are, of course, but I hate the fact I have to put my phone in a case just to be able to use it without dropping it. (laughs) And that's dropping it, not dripping it, as the script said. I'm sorry, but this completely defeats the object, doesn't it? All that shiny roundness is hidden by the case that I have to use because it's so shiny and rounded. And I have tried various times to use my phone without a case, and none of these went well. I did them all in the house in a carpeted area, and um, without exception, I ended up dropping my phone. Maybe it's just me, maybe. Maybe it's just me, like I say. So whilst you can take great photos with a phone... It is still not the same as the experience of taking photos with a camera. It just isn't, and and that is that. 
image quality. Well, in general terms, you get higher image quality taking photos with a camera than you do taking photos with a phone. I'm talking here about the combination of the stuff in the camera, the sensor size, lens quality, and all all the other things that you get when you take photos with a camera. And you don't, you just don't get them when you're taking photos with a phone. I just want to cover a couple of things I mentioned just there. Sensor size. See, cameras have larger sensors than phones. Well, (laughs) you'd expect them to, wouldn't you? And the sensor is the bit that turns the light into the digital stuff. No, I'm not going to explain how sensors work in cameras. That is well beyond my capabilities, and it was on the list once, but I've (laughs) pushed it down to the bottom, and I'm hoping never, never to get to it. See, larger sensors, they give the ability to capture more data than smaller sensors, just giving higher quality images, and that's just a fact. Lenses, well, lenses give cameras a massive optical advantage. Now, a lens is a one-off, bespoke, specialist thing designed to do one thing only. That's to focus light from what the camera is pointing at into digital stuff that is captured by the camera sensor. I know, that's as technical as I get. This is a a camera lens's sole purpose. It's raison d'etre, if you like. I know, I need to steady on here with these fancy French words. I was going to say Latin then for some reason, when it's clearly French. (laughs) Raison d'etre, I'm not going to use that one again. Lenses, sorry. Um, Yes, the focal lengths that lenses offer give you much better picture-taking capabilities. And again, it's just a fact. I can't get the photos of my iPhone that I can with my Canon 6D and Canon 17-40mm to lens. I just can't. And the image quality that you get with a lens is better than with a phone camera lens, which, after all, has been shoehorned into that shiny, rounded, slippery thing. Talking of slippery things, I've I've compared my iPhone with a slippery eel. That's in the ergonomic stakes, that is. It's about as easy to hold as as a slippery eel. And I know this isn't going to endear me to Apple, but hopefully they won't notice. You don't tell them, I'm not going to. Low light performance, larger scent. (laughs) Larger. That's larger. Low light performance. Larger sensors generally give better low light performance. That's why those photos taken in the dark on a phone can look so noisy. It's got a pretty small sensor. Now, I know the software that can fix this, but there is a price to pay for any such fix. Anytime you're doing noise reduction, you're potentially impacting on the quality of what you've got. So best not get the noise in the first place. I mean, I've taken photos in the dark with my phone where the noise was so bad I I couldn't really use the photos, not for anything meaningful anyway. Accessories. Well, what can you attach to a phone? Not that many things. And it's this physical size, which is, it's always going to be a limitation on a phone. It's, it's It's because they're so small. I mean, they're bigger than they used to be. They are what they are, and that's a physical limitation on what you can do with them. But if you take a camera, though, you've got pretty much a limitless amount of gear to help you take better photos. And yes, those words are used very deliberately. See, I've got a thing about gear. Only get gear if it's going to help you take better photos. Now, this, for me, is the difference that it's never going to go away. The accessories that allow us to adapt our photography to challenging circumstances and lighting and to take very specific photos. You just don't get that with a phone and... It's a lot to expect us to. Well, I don't, to be fair. Then there's the good old complicated photography stuff. Now, there's a heap of old school photography. I can't say photography. 
I'll try that one again. And I never told you that the intro, I, it was, I took four takes at that. I've made such a bad job of it. So let's try that again. I'll keep this in. There is a heap of old school photography stuff. There you go. That I use to take photos. Aperture, shutter, ISO, exposure, back button focus, focus point, depth of field, exposure, compensation, auto bracketing, camera self timer, breathe rick, 17mm focal length, etc, etc, etc. All this good stuff I use when I take photos with my camera. And I don't think about well, most of those, if any of them when I'm taking photos with a phone. So the two are different. Taking photos with a phone is different to taking photos with a camera, which is why, in my opinion, you still need a camera in 2022, just in case you'd forgotten. Taking photos with a phone, it's its more about letting the tech do all the hard work for you. Now, I know there are things you can select, there are things you can change, but there are things you cannot select. Now, I can't change the aperture on my phone, and if I can change the shutter speed, I don't know how to. And I don't know how to change the ISO if I can. And that's the exposure triangle done by the camera. I've got no say in any of that, and I'm happy with that. Well, yes and no. But all the things that we learn in photography, some of those things I mentioned up there, there are obviously many, many more. They have a purpose, they have a reason, and they're used to take better photos. And this is another reason why phones will never completely replace cameras. There you go, I've committed to it now. Never replace cameras. And on the other side, if you have no interest in any of this old-school, complicated photography stuff, then that's absolutely fine, and you probably don't need a camera. How quick do you need the photos? Well, everyone needs everything now, don't they? Well, I don't. I don't need the photos immediately. Clients don't expect the photos immediately. Sure, they expect them quicker than they used to, but when I started doing this stuff, you only had film, and it took you a week to get your photos back from processing. So I can get photos issued pretty quickly after a shoot, and next day's doable. I've just got to get up early or stay up late the night before. That's more than fine. A week, still the norm, and still fine. See, there's no need for this immediacy most of the time. Even though everybody might tell you that everything's got to be now, does it really have to be now? How do we go on before we had instant, constant connectedness? We all got on just fine, didn't we? And where photos are needed immediately, you can do this too with cameras, and this is where other gear comes into play. Just think of those people at a football match or a cricket match or um, or being, being globally inclusive here. A baseball match or even a soccer match. There you go, that's all bases covered. All those photographers, they got stuff plugged into the cameras that transmits the photos straight away to somebody else who does something with them. So it's there if you need it, and you can still do this with a camera. I don't need it, though. Yes, of course, immediacy with phones is brilliant. Of course, I get that. It does not, however, define what I do and how I work. It's just, just not an issue to me, so it's really not relevant. What are you taking photos of? And what are you going to do with the photos? Well, if you're taking photos of your family, day-to-day stuff, your hobby, that kind of stuff, do you need a camera? Well, maybe you do, maybe you do not. If you're sharing photos on social media and with family and friends, same question. You might, I don't know, need a camera? This sent- I've, I've written here, I'm going to say so, you probably need one to camera, and you might not want one. I've gone through this script carefully, so... um. Yeah, let's move on. But if you want to get serious about your photography, well, get a camera. You can't get serious about photography with just a phone. 
Okay, you can, but it's it's not the same. Sure, you can go pro with a phone, and there are people who do it, but it is not the same. And I've explained some of the reasons why, and we've got a few more to go. Do you want to make a living from photography? Well, get the best camera that you can, and get the best lenses that you can, and learn how to use the stuff. Learn how to use the stuff properly. Practice until you know your gear inside out. Know the limitations and push them. Know your camera so well that you can pretty much use it with your eyes closed. Which with my Canon 6D, I can pretty much do. I was like, I noticed the other day I was changing lenses, which I, I don't do often. And I changed the lenses in the bag and I wasn't even looking. I didn't even think about it. It's just so instinctive and natural. But if you just want to take photos with your phone, that's fine. You don't have to buy a camera. Nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make your photography any less valid. It just means you're missing out on so much more, in my opinion. Then let's not forget good old good enough. This is my new term in photography, good enough. You'll have heard this in a previous episode. If not, where have you been? It applies very much to what I'm talking about in this episode. How good do your photos need to be? That's need. Do you need high-quality professional photos? And I'm saying need rather than want. I mean, you might want them, but do you actually need high-quality professional photos? And when I say professional photos here, I'm doing air quotes. Just reminding myself because I didn't the first time. I know you can't see them, but you can on the video that's being recorded for who knows what reason. See, good enough now can be photos taken with a phone. Of course it can. And if the photos you take with your phone are good enough for what you need, then you're sorted. A quick word in defence of phones. If I sound like I'm anti-phone, then no, I am not. I am into photography and I want everyone to know what the possibilities are in photography. What is available to us all, what photography can give to us all, or Al. Who's Al? Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Just corrected that. What what photography can give to Al? (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing so much at that. It's, it's, It's pathetic, isn't it? What photography can give to us all? Let's not forget photography has it's given me so much. And, and I don't want you to miss out. I really don't. I mean, that's why I do this stuff, just so you know what I know. Yes, phones are amazing. Phones can take amazing photos. Yet we still compare the two and almost we almost expect phones to be as good, which I don't think it's fair. I think we need to give phones a break. I mean, they do so much else. Why should they also be expected to be as good as cameras? which, after all, serve pretty much one purpose only, which is to take photos. Just wanted to make that point. I'm not anti-phone. Far from it. And yes, tech means that the limitations of taking photos with a phone do reduce year on year. Of course they do. But there is still a quality gap between the two. Now, if I could just use a phone, I would. Hmm, 
I've written that a big bold statement. If I could do my work with just a phone and get rid of all my camera gear, then I would. I just would. Okay, I'd think about it. Sure, there are massive benefits to just having one device doing everything, but it's not there, and when it does get there, will I make that jump and put all my eggs into a single phone basket? (laughs) Single phone basket, that's great. That's nearly as good as Back to the Future from the other episode. But I can't anyway, so I don't need to worry about this too much. It's not that I have anything against phones, or phones and their role in photography. Far from it. I just cannot get the photos that I need with my phone. I know there are consequences of this view. I know that there are people who will call me out for saying this stuff. There are people making money from photography using just phones. I know that, and good luck to you. But this is what I think, and this is what I do. And it's my podcast, after all, so... There you go. What is the point of a camera in 2022? Well, I've said it more than once and I don't mind repeating myself here. The point of cameras in 2022 is to get into photography properly and take advantage of all the skills, techniques and previous experience of photographers now and in the past. All this good stuff combines to help you and me take better photos. Adlib time. See, there's a massive, massive world of photography out there, which has been from, I don't know, I think it was in the 1840s when photography was invented, if you like. So there's a lot of time and a lot of thought and skill and evolution in photography. And if you just pick up a phone and take photos, sure, you're taking some of that evolution, quite a lot of it. But there is so much more. And this is the important thing. This so much more is the bit that will help you and it helps me to take better photos. Right, well, do you just want a camera? If you just want a camera, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Cameras are great bits of kit. They are uber cool. And if you don't want a camera, equally fine. Having a camera or not, though, it's gonna make, it's making a conscious decision of where you're going with your photography. It's pretty much defining the journey that you may embark on. Now, of course, either road is fine. That's down to you. But a camera is the start of taking photography more seriously. It is the start of a journey into photographic wonder. Yep, I wrote that, photographic wonder. And I I genuinely mean this. I mean, I've been doing this photography thing for 40 years now and I'm still learning and finding new things out and finding new ways to do things. And I've had my Canon 6D for donkey's years now and last week I did something on it I'd never done before. I was pushing the boundaries of what I can do and I can't do things like that with my phone. I just can't and that's that's my take on all of this. Do you want to learn photography? If you do, get a camera. If you don't, it might not be worth your while as phones have amazing picture-taking capabilities these days. But to really get into photography, you need a camera. Yes, others will disagree, and that's fine too. And I don't own this subject, but I do have my own views on it, which I do believe I'm qualified to talk about. So get a camera, and you open up possibilities and opportunities that you just do not get with a phone. This is the fundamental thing for me, if you really want to get into photography or not. And I need to qualify that. If you want to get into photography with your phone, that is absolutely fine and valid and there is nothing wrong with it. But you are, in my opinion, missing out. Okay, that was the talky bit. That's quite talky, wasn't it? What if I only use a phone? Couple of bits for a quick recap here. If you only use a phone, you probably don't care about everything I've gone through. And that's fine. If I only ever took photos with a phone, I might not be interested in any of this stuff either. Any of this complicated photography stuff, that is. 
If you're happy just using a phone to take photos, good for you. That is all well and good. I just want you to know what you might be missing out on, okay? Right, some thoughts from the last episode. What does the future of photography look like? Well, I enjoyed this episode, and I might have sounded a bit like a doom and gloom merchant, saying that the demand for professional photos is going to reduce over time as the gap between pro and amateur photography closes with advances in technology. But thankfully, this episode has redressed the balance somewhat. See, the future of photography for me, it does have cameras in it. I've convinced myself of that again in writing this episode. And um, yeah, I feel much better for this. I I was beginning to get worried. It's it's good that these things all relate and connect. And one thing I speak about one week sparks thoughts which come up in future episodes. And, and of course, these things are all related. So I genuinely don't see a future for photography without cameras. I, I just don't see it. I genuinely don't see it. And I've told you why in this episode. Now, I think there's going to be a change to the physical form of cameras from today. But I don't know, somewhere between a phone and a camera body as is, as as tech progresses and things get smaller. But the fundamentals will stand. Now, what are the fundamentals? Well, the taking photos experience. You can put all the tech you want into a phone. You can make the phone the best thing in the world. But if it's the same shape as my iPhone XS, I'll still hate it. I will still hate taking photos with it. If it's a hybrid between an iPhone and a Canon 6D, something that's got the ergonomics and what have you, then I'll be happy. But if it's just a phone packed full of more stuff, I'm not interested. There you go. Handling and ergonomics, this is the other fundamental thing. I know, I'm just going to bang on about this again because I want to. A camera has a grip. You can hold it with one hand. I I walk around with my camera in my right hand. I have a wrist strap. I don't use a neck strap. So I can walk around all day. If I see something I want to take a photograph of, I can simply lift the camera to my eye, take a photo, and I'm done. Now, I know I take most of my photos on a tripod, but this is when I'm on holiday and just wandering around and stuff, or on a a construction site where I can't use my tripod. But the handling and the ergonomics allow me to do that, and with my phone, I've got to unlock the screen. If I have the screen unlocked, I'll be taking photos all over the place by accident. So... You've got a, an initial barrier there in, in the handling of the phone. You've got to unlock the screen. And, and I just don't like it. Other fundamental things. Yeah, that, that complicated photography stuff. Well, we can't ignore... Well, you can. <laughs> Thinking about it, you can ignore the entire history of photography if you want to and just use your phone and take photos. And that is your right and that is absolutely fine. But all that complicated photography stuff, it does things. It changes things. It gives you other possibilities that you don't get with a phone. It gives you techniques, image capture stuff. It There's all sorts in there. I did cover it before, so I'm not going to go on about it again because um, I've only written a bullet point here between you and me. So, <laughs> And I don't want to ad-lib because I've been quite poor at that in this episode. Fundamentals, number four, lenses. Yep, lenses. You can't change the fact that a phone is the size that a phone is and that the camera lens that you put into a phone is... It's amazing quality you can get with that thing shoe on into a small, shiny, round-edged, ungrippable, slippery eel type of thing. It's pretty amazing, let's be honest. But it's not as good as a bespoke camera lens on the front of a camera. It's not, and it cannot do the same things that camera lenses do, because it's a ridiculous ask. 
you can get camera, you can get tilt shift, wide angle, telephoto, zoom, all sorts of stuff. And you cannot replicate all of that stuff with a phone. You can't do it. I know you can get lenses to put on there, but you're not going to get the same effects with the same quality and sharpness. It's not going to happen. And the last point is gear. All that gear that we use with cameras. It's very specific. And I'd say 90% of it you can't use with a phone because a phone is just such a tiny thing. You can't do it. Right, that was me fundamentals out of the way. That went better than expected for five bullet points. What do I do? I take photos with a camera. I have never issued a client a photo taken with my phone. I use my phone to, um, <laughs> well, make calls is one thing, to send messages and a million and one other things. I mean, I take personal photos with my phone. I take behind the scenes photos with my phone. I shoot videos with my phone. But I take photos with my camera. My camera is a full frame DSLR. My lens of choice has a focal length of 17 to 40 millimeters. I shoot in RAW on a tripod or another fixed thing. I auto bracket and merge photos together in Lightroom. That is what I do. This is what I need to do and have to get the photos that I create and issue to clients. I need that stuff to be the photographer that I am. Blimey, I quite like that summary then. I need I need that stuff to be the photographer. Oh yeah. I think I've <laughs> I think I've got episode 178 out of the way there with that one. That's a great thought, Rick. Talking of future episodes, next episode. I know, I don't just throw this stuff together, you know. It does sort of <laughs> flow. Next episode, in episode 142. I only take photos with my phone. What photography stuff am I missing out on? Well, it makes sense to follow up this episode by telling you what you're missing out on if you don't have a camera. I've touched on some of it here and I've decided I want to expand on it and tell you more about this. And I'm looking forward to writing this episode because I've got a bit of thinking to do. And talking of future episodes, well, this isn't about future episodes, is it? so I need to change that on my script. It's my survey. Well, it's still out there. My Photography Explained podcast survey is still on the podcast website. And it's just a few questions that should take less than a minute to answer. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash survey. And thank you in anticipation for your help. Right, you got a photography question you want me to answer in plain English in less than... (laughs) I've still got 10 minutes in there. In less than 30 minutes-ish, but still without the relevant details. You do? Great, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. That's photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Yes, I will come up with something snappier and stop the 10-minute bit. This episode was brought to you by, for a change, wait for it, a cheese and pickle sandwich, a bag of home crisps, ready salted today, because there's nothing else left. (laughs) All washed down with a Diet Pepsi as I sit here in my homemade acoustically cushioned recording emporium. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me between 20 and 30 minutes of your valuable time. There you go, I've stopped saying 10 minutes-ish finally. Uh, Record time is 30 minutes, 30 seconds. So if this is 25 minutes long episode, you know I've edited out five and a half minutes of rubbish. And with that, I'm done. What a nice ending. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. 
my brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.